0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. The Wake of Light tells the story of Mary, a loving, selfless daughter who has spent her entire life caring for her widowed father, after he suffered a stroke when she was a little girl. One day, Mary meets Cole, a young man passing through her small town on a cross-country road trip, who falls for Mary and asks her to join him on his journey. Now, Mary must choose between her deep-felt responsibility to her father or a chance at love. The film is called The Wake of Light, and we're joined today by the director and writer of the film, and that would be Renji Phillip. Renji, welcome to Film School Radio.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Tell me a little bit about the uh, inspiration. And I think that's a good word to use for this film, the inspiration for this story.
1: Yeah. So I grew up in Colorado and I, I spent a lot of time in the mountains fly fishing by myself. And I always felt a kind of spiritual connection to the woods and to nature. And I see these uh, kind of parallels to like a spiritual plane when I'm out there fly fishing by myself. So I always wanted to put that in a movie. I always wanted to try and capture some element of that in a movie. Of course, I saw the masterpiece fly fishing movie, A River Runs Through It. So I didn't want to make a movie about fly fishing because I didn't think it could be done any better than that movie was done. But that spiritual element of of nature, I always wanted to put into a movie. So that's kind of how that came about.
0: And I can just say from my own personal experience, I lived in the mountains for um, for a little while. And I understand exactly where you're talking about it. We lived in uh, the Mammoth area for a few years. And oh, yeah. so you get that same sense of when you're surrounded by these majestic mountains and you're, you're overwhelmed by it in some ways because... It's it's unfathomable just how how it got there and 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 your place in the world. It really does put you in that yeah. sort of mindset of where, where where do I fit in in all of this. So I can understand why that would 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 be an inspiration for you. The characters are are wonderful. Uh, Mary, who's played by Rome Brooks, and also uh, Cole's played by Matt Bush, and between the two of them, certainly with uh, Matt bush and the character of cole he brings a certain quiet energy to his character i really liked he's very engaging character and he's in the process of once he meets mary he's in the process of trying to get through to her kind of break down some of the her what is obviously her reticence to be to get to know him any better so that's sort of the dynamic in play talk a little bit about the development of these two characters and what you had in mind
1: So I initially, uh, I came up with the idea for the story when I was on vacation in a little town in Colorado called Carbondale, actually, and it's a town in the mountains, and it's a very small town that's kind of stuck in time. It's got a little main street and, you know, a couple hardware stores, a couple antique shops. Uh, Everyone knows each other. It seems to me that not many people have left that town if they were born there, and I was actually having breakfast with my wife at a uh, a diner there. And I was taking in this town. And I thought, wow, this this is there's something really unique about a town like this that just doesn't change generation after generation. It stays relatively stuck in time. So I thought it would be an interesting setting for a film to put a young girl there who seemingly has her whole world, her whole life in front of her, but she can't leave for reasons outside of her. I thought that that would create kind of a compelling pathos in a character like Mary. And then considering the fact that she hasn't left and she's been in that town her entire life, caring solely for her father, when she meets Cole and the character of Cole I created to serve as a catalyst to get her out of her way of thinking and her way of seeing the world and kind of waken her to a larger life out there kind of shake up her snow globe a little bit. What I also wanted to do was I wanted to create a character in Cole that seemed very opposite on the outside from Mary, but they had some similarities inside that she gets to in him and actually affects his future and affects his life as much as he affects her life. So they both serve as kind of a catalyst to each other to go to the next chapter of their life.
0: Yeah. And I think that's an interesting dynamic in the film. And that initially, if you're, when you're watching it, you're thinking, well, it's cold. It's the, the change agent in this story. And then as they get to know one another, and he doesn't, it, it, what the thing about, I really like about his character and also about Matt Bush's performance is there's a, just a certain kind of presence to his, to him as a, as an actor very, seems very unfettered in terms of the performance, very kind of open uh, without, you know, he's, he's trying to get through to her, but at the same time, he's not pushing her it too hard. It's, it's a very, it's a very kind of understated performance and his character as well. But over the course of them getting to know one another, there's a bit of a, a flip in the script, if you will, in terms of who's really the person who's running from some core truths about their own life. Yeah. And how they're going to, uh, how is that going to affect them moving forward? So th- that's a, I thought that dynamic was really well done and well played by both of okay. the, the actors. Yeah. And I've never, I've not seen Rome Brooks before. And I thought she was pretty darn terrific in this film. I thought she, she really is completely believable as this loving daughter who is determined and uh, feels responsible for, for her father. And in some ways, there's a, there's a part of the film that I don't want to get rid of the story, I don't want to give away, but, Uh, how she feels that this bears on her life and her responsibility moving forward. So there, there is all, there is that. So again, it's, it's unforced. That's the thing. When I was watching the film, I I felt these were very natural kind of progressions in the story and in their character's behavior. Very well done that way. And also, I mean, it's, there's, it's not a hugely uh, there's not a lot of dialogue, but William Morton who plays her father he didn't have a lot to say. He suffered a stroke. So by virtue of that, there's not a lot of things he has to say. But it's great presence in the film. I thought he was really well done. And I thought the way his character played out, it's a difficult role for an actor. And, and as for a director to be able to integrate it into the story in a seamless way. Uh, talk a little bit about his performance and just what, what you were, what did you want out of him?
1: sure well i i know william personally he and i've been friends for many years and we've collaborated on three projects in the past and william is a vietnam vet and he's seen a lot in this world and he has a a very uh, the experience that he's had in this world is written all over his face like he's most compelling to me at least when he doesn't speak because there's so much on his face Um, that I wrote, I mean, I wrote that part for him, knowing what I thought I could capture from him and what the camera could capture when he doesn't speak. He's a very expressive guy in real life. He's very gregarious. He talks a lot. So when he doesn't speak, he still feels all that going on. And to me, it comes out. It comes out in his eyes and it comes out on his face. So I had a feeling that I was going to be able to get something special from him like this. And I, I feel that he just did a great job. Well,
0: I want to remind our listeners, we're talking to the uh, writer director and producer of this wonderful narrative film called the wake of light. And that would be Renji Phillip. One of the strengths of the film is the look of it, the pace of the film. It's a really inviting film to watch. Uh, it starts with this kind of music. It pulls you in. You see these beautiful shots of these vistas, the, the sunsets, the clouds. There's a lot of things that just kind of pulls you right in. So I do want to talk uh, about the look of it and uh, also about your how you wanted th- this sort of tone that you set in the film. Let's talk a little bit about your work with your cinematographer, Reiner Lipsky. Yeah. What... Sure.
1: So uh, I had discovered uh, Reiner's work on a short film that I had seen at the Rhode Island International Film Festival. And I really liked the look of this short film. And I asked the director, who was your DP? And he then turned me on to Ryder. And it turns out that we live rather close to each other in Los Angeles. And we had a meeting, I told him about this film and I had sent him the script and he really got what I was trying to communicate in this. Mm -hmm. And he, he he had a strong confidence of being able to capture what it was I was after uh, visually, which was a little elusive. And we we met and we talked about it. And he has a very strong work ethic and he has a very strong sense of preparation for a project. And one of the key things that Rainer and I did prior to shooting was go to the location two weeks beforehand together. And we actually stayed in that farmhouse and we went out every day to every location we ended up using in the film. And we looked at how the light looked at different times of the day. So we knew when we could capture the right light at different locations. And we also use quite a very small crew intentionally. So we could pivot very quickly if, let's say we were shooting at one location, but the light looked Magical at a different location, we could quickly break down and move there within a matter of a few minutes. And all those locations were pretty central to that farmhouse. So it was all built around the way the light looked. And Reiner and I were very in sync with wanting to capture, you know, that the correct light because 99% of the film was shot using only natural light. Yeah. So we relied very heavily on how the light looked. And he really got that. So
0: I can't I don't think I can understate just how beautiful the film is it, it just it, it really has a, a wonderful look to it and uh, yeah, outside of the the home where Mary and her father live there there that's yeah almost everything else is outside I'm trying to think most almost everything is out of curiosity I mean you, this has been on a fairly long festival run a lot of festivals and it's done very well what's that experience been for you?
1: Well, it's been it, it's been wonderful. It's been a big surprise because initially, I mean, I look at this film as kind of a kind of an elevated art film type of thing. It's a very poetic. I initially felt I, I wasn't sure that it would connect to a large audience because it's the kind of film that I really like, a poetic film. But I did I didn't know how audiences were going to react to that, and it was a wonderful surprise on the festival circuit to see how the heart in the movie, the relationship between the daughter and the father really connected with people. I think that that, I learned that that's a very timely topic right now, caring for an aging parent. And it really enabled the film to connect with a lot of people. And I think that that's what helped it on the festival circuit. You know, it won some audience awards strictly because people were able to relate to that simple story between the father and the daughter so it was a surprise to me the reception that we got on the festival circuit i went to every single screening some directors don't go to screenings of their own movie after they've seen it a hundred times right but i would intentionally go and i would sit in that movie theater without anyone knowing that i was there and experience the film With every single audience and I would hear the people making comments to each other and I could feel their emotion as the film was progressing. And that was a thrilling experience every time so although I had seen the film 500 times I had the feeling of experiencing the emotional ride of an audience never got old to me so that was wonderful and then of course afterwards the host of the festival would come and say, well, we're gonna do a Q&A right now with Ranchi Phillip. And I would stand up and people would gasp, afraid that they had said something to their friend negatively about the film. And I was sitting only two feet away, but most of them didn't. They had very positive things to say. So the yeah. festival circuit was wonderful. And we got very lucky with having, being able to physically go to these festivals in 2019 before the whole thing shut down because of COVID.
0: Yeah, i am looking at jury prizes, uh... Best feature, best actress, Rome uh, Brooks seemed to do very well on that on that front and screenplay uh, awards. I'm um, just best director awards. So, yeah. Lots of lots of accolades. And that's absolutely. And I know that the that the film festival circuit is tough. You know, finding the right festival first to get into a film festival is not always so easy, but also sort of picking and choosing the ones that you have limited resources. You, there's only so many that you could probably afford to, to even try to get into. So it's a, it's a tough road. And then to go in into that part of the filmmaking process and do as well as you've done is, I'm sure it's just a huge boost to your confidence. And It is. It
1: was great. It was great
0: well the film is out uh in theaters right now as we speak at the lemley you can go to the lemley virtual theater and there's a link here at the film school radio, uh, dot com website but you can also go to the wake of light movie.com and that will also direct you to how you can watch this virtually and it will be available on the digital platform starting on February 15th. Is that the usual suspects that people, if they're going to want to see it in a in a, a digital platform, what what are those?
1: Well, yeah, it's it's digitally streaming on on the Lemley site now, so people can actually see that online yeah. now. And then go. and then February 16th, it expands to Amazon and Apple TV and iTunes and Google Play, and then. We also have a double disc dvd that we're going to be releasing that in addition to the movie and the commentary the the score the soundtrack the set, the full soundtrack all the piano music is is included in that so we're excited about that because the music was a big part of it
0: yeah yeah absolutely it is a big part of it support your local theater support local theater chains especially someone if you're in the los angeles area especially something like the lemley theater chain they're literally film royalty. The family goes back to the very origin stories of film. And uh, for them, this has obviously been a very tough go. So you can help support Lemley theaters by going to what that, the virtual theatrical release link that's on the film radio.com site, as well as the, the wake of light movie.com website as well. That's, I'm, I'm accurate about all that, right? So from your end, okay, good. And also you uh, have your own um, site, accesspacificfilmworks.com if people want to find out more about your work. Yeah, can that. they can click on, there's a link also at the Film School Radio site for that. So check it out. I'm, I'm, thank you so much for your time and thank you you know, for, for spending it with us today.
1: Yeah, thank you for watching the film. I, uh, I really appreciate your comments and
0: compliments. Uh, Thank you. Justin, before I before I let you go, anything else you want to bring up about uh, how people can either see the film or anything that I didn't hit? The
1: Website for the film, thewakeoflightmovie.com, dot Everything's going to be on there. So when we expand to different platforms, all the information's going to be there. That really is the point of contact for the film of where it's going to be, how people can see it, and okay. uh, and all of that good stuff. So I hope I hope people uh, connect to it and like it.
0: Excellent. Well, again, we've been talking with the writer, producer, and director of uh, this, as I said, terrific narrative film, The Wake of Light. And we've been talking with the writer, producer, and director. That would be Renji Phillip. Renji, thank you so much for being here with us today.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it, Mike.